Purpose peeps, welcome back to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls of Purpose. I am recording on location, so I'm actually uh, recording using my Anchor app and not my microphone. So if the sound sounds a little bit off, uh, that's what's going on. I'm also coming under the weather, but guess what? I'm still here. If y'all watched my Bible study last week, the last one that we had for 2019, you know your girl was going through on Friday, um, really the entire week, I was just battling with spiritual warfare and didn't realize it. I had just come under the attack of the enemy, was really focused on money, honestly, and just feeling like, okay, God, you know, you told me my money was coming, what's up? Run me my money, basically, with my actions, not with my words, and um, I had to repent on Saturday on the wives line that I participate in every week that we have a prayer line and I was just listening to my sisters in Christ talk and uh, as they were speaking God was just speaking to me he was just like you need to repent you need to turn away from what it is that you've been doing you've taken your eyes off of me and it was really timely because the episode for today is called why am I so depressed and I didn't realize that that's how I've been feeling so I'm really excited to just share uh, this episode with you to tell y'all more about my specific testimony and I hope that you enjoy it so tune in let's get into the episode for this week Our focus scripture for today is coming out of John chapter 1 verse 4 through 5 and it says in him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Now if you follow my story for a while, if you follow the Black Girls of Purpose page, if you know me personally, you know I've shared many times that I had my first thought of suicide when I was 15. But I don't really think I fully understood depression until my 20s. The thing that I noticed about depression is that it clouds your mind, it makes it hard to think, it creates thoughts you'd be ashamed to let anyone hear, or it leads you to crying sporadically. Something else I've noticed is that it seems to choke out your desire to live and makes it so even the thought of leaving your home is overwhelming. And whatever you're trying to do, you want to quit. It doesn't have to be a permanent state, but it can occur all of a sudden. I remember just a few weeks ago, I was sitting at the bottom of the stairs in my house, looking at the steps in front of me, and I really felt defeated. I felt immobilized. I felt like I was drowning. And I just had enough soundness of mind, thankfully, to reach out to a few friends and ask them to pray for me because I knew I couldn't come out of what I was feeling by myself. I'd also walked the road enough times to know when I needed to ask for help. And, you know, sometimes we're not even in the state where we can ask for that help. We can't even reach out and ask for anyone to pray for us. But I feel like that's why it's so important for us to pray without ceasing, like Scripture says, because we don't know if we're always going to be in a place where we can uh, pray for God to help us out of what feels like a bout with depression. So today on the study, um, as you saw in the lesson 
titled, it's called Why Am I So Depressed? And we're going to talk about the three things that typically lead to depression. So the first thing that leads can lead, and, and remember y'all, I'm, I'm always going to come at things from a spiritual perspective. If you feel like you need to go to counseling or therapy, if you have battled with depression spiritually and are still just feeling like you need help, um, definitely reach out to a counselor or a therapist. I always recommend Therapy for Black Girls website because they have a directory of black female therapists if you are interested in having a black female therapist. Uh, and they are not just people who are in the Atlanta area. And so um, with all of that said, again, I'm going to share three keys that are spiritual keys where that may lead to us feeling depressed. So I'm going to share each one and then I'll go into more depth. So the first reason sometimes we are feeling depressed is that we're not in the will of God. The second reason that we may feel depressed is that we're trying to be God. And the third reason that we may feel depressed is that we forget that we need God. So the first reason I gave is that I'm not in the will of God or we are not in the will of God. You're not in the will of God. That can cause a feeling of depression. And the reason why I know that is because it says so in scripture. If you go to 1 Samuel 13, 10 through 13, it reads, Just as he finished, he is King Saul, offering the burnt offering. Samuel arrived. So Saul went out to greet him and Samuel asked, What have you done? Saul answered, when I saw that the troops were deserting me and you didn't come within the appointed days and the Philistines were gathering at Mishmash, I thought the Philistines will now descend on me at Gilgal and I haven't sought the Lord's favor. So I forced myself to offer the burnt offering. Samuel said to Saul, you have been foolish. You have not kept the command which the Lord your God gave you. It was at this time that the Lord would have permanently established your reign over Israel. So if you fast forward to 1 Samuel 16, it says the spirit of the Lord left Saul. Did you catch that? It talks about how the spirit of the Lord left Saul. Now, the reason why this is also significant is because the spirit of the Lord leaving Saul is actually how David ended up coming to the palace because he would minister to Saul by playing um, his instrument. And it would really just make that spirit leave off of Saul. But that's what's so important, y'all, because he disobeyed. He didn't give the he didn't follow the instruction that the Lord had given him in terms of the offering that he was supposed to offer waiting for Samuel, though. Because that's what we do, right? We do part of what God tells us to do. And so then we say, oh, well, I did obey. No, you didn't obey the whole instruction. Joshua 1 tells us that we are supposed to be careful to obey the whole instruction. And so Saul obeys part of the instruction in that he gave the offering, but he didn't obey the whole instruction in that he was supposed to wait on Samuel to come. And so he tries to justify it and he's in the wrong and Samuel calls him out and then Later on in the scriptures, it shows that the Holy Spirit left him. Now, without Holy Spirit protecting our hearts, our minds, and our souls, it's easy to become depressed. If you have the Holy Spirit inside of you and, and he's comforting you and he's bringing scriptures to your mind, like that is what keeps that sound mind that we talked about last week, right? The mind that is free from disease and, and doesn't have depressive thoughts, right? But if you have done things, and we know that because we're children of God and because Christ came and raised from the dead, like we know that we're not, we don't lose the Holy Spirit like scripture talks about here, but we do move from a place of protection. We're not under the protection of God when we're not in the will of God. And when we're not under the protection of God, it can be a lot easier to, one, 
continue in sin, but two, to be able to experience depressive thoughts that are like, man, you know, I just can't seem to get it together. What's wrong with me? And I know that I've experienced this personally. Y'all know at the beginning of the year, a big battle of mine was gluttony um, and just God, you know, he had me on a series of, 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 of fasts and I'm thinking, oh, I don't need to be doing all this. But he showed me, yes, you do, because you don't have self-control in this area. And I'm trying to get you self-control in this area. And so for me, whenever I looked at this story with Saul, I, I thought to myself, yeah, I know what that feels like when it seems like. And again, I said for us Christians in this time, the Holy Spirit doesn't leave us, but God can remove, remove his hand of protection, which allows many thoughts to come to our minds and our hearts. And so I remember just feeling on one particular trip, and I shared this on the podcast when I went to New York and I was overeating. I was just thinking to myself, girl, what's wrong with you again? Like I said, you can't get it together. You're just a mess up, which I know also the enemy will come in and he'll plant some of those thoughts. And if y'all have read Armor of God by Priscilla Shire, she talks about that breastplate of righteousness and she talks about how the breastplate of righteousness is strategically placed to protect our hearts because you know, we can't, we can't, we're not susceptible to things when we're walking in righteousness and the devil can't come in with guilt and shame when we know that we're living righteously before God. But when we don't know that, when we can't stand confidently and say, oh, no, I'm in the will of God, then it's easier for the enemy to come in and introduce those thoughts and introduce those feelings of depression to our heart. Or we just say, you know, what? I don't even want to try. I'm tired. I'm a failure. And it's a really dark place to be in, but we can avoid it if we maintain our relationship with God if we ask him each day, God, what would you have me to do today? And then if we walk in that obedience. Now, the second reason that we sometimes feel like we are depressed is that we are trying to be God. And you may think to yourself, girl, what? What are you talking about? I'm never trying to be God. But we have to look at scripture again for more insight into what that means. And we can look at Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will show you which path to take. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Now, I was meditating on this scripture in preparation for today's study. And... God shows us very easily how we try to be God. We lean on our own understanding. That's what scripture says. Now, what does leaning on our own understanding look like? One, it looks like not praying because we think to ourselves, oh, okay, I don't need to ask God for direction in this area because I got this. Or it may look like not reading your Bible because we're saying, oh, I don't really need to know what God says about this because I already know my opinion about this. And that's why scripture says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Being wise in your own eyes looks like, okay, God, I know you have a clear roadmap for me, but I'm not going to really access that because I already know what I need to be doing. And I know for me, this comes often in the form of my family. Like I am a scheduler. I love a good routine. I love prepping stuff and being able to check off my boxes and everything. And sometimes I'll get so caught up in my planning and my checking my boxes that I don't ask God for for help. And sometimes that comes up, especially with my son, Jaden, where I might discipline him and then I'm frustrated that I discipline him. And in some cases, God's like, well, you know, that wasn't the best method of discipline. 
and I would have shown you how to better handle that, but you didn't ask me. And I know even this morning, we got up super early and he was crying because he's just been having tantrums, more tantrums lately. And I wanted to pop him. I really did. Oh, I just thought to myself, it's too early. You don't need to be doing all this. But I prayed and I said, God, how would you have me to handle this? And God said, don't pop him. <laughs> just show compassion. He's tired. He's not thinking clearly. So just show compassion. Don't be quick, be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. So don't get angry at the fact that, oh, he's yelling, he's kicking his feet. Just show compassion, rub his back, sing. So I did that. I rubbed his back. I was singing and then he fell back asleep. So I'm thinking to myself, yes, God, thank you. Thank you for giving me that insight. But then he kept waking up. So then I asked God what to do again. He said, bring him into the bed with you. Allow him to sleep next to you. Because when he sees that you're sleeping, he'll go to sleep too. And so I didn't want to because I said, wait, I got up early so I could get this work done and all this other stuff. But then God also convicted me and he said, aren't you praying to be free from selfish ambition? Selfish ambition just looks out for yourself. And you say, oh, well, God, I got plans. I can't be doing this. Da, 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 da. And then he also reminded me, he said, this is your first ministry. So part of it was I needed to record my podcast episode. He said, this is your first ministry. And you don't need to think that you're so high and mighty that people are going to think, oh, my gosh, it's 7 a.m. Where's the Black Girls of Purpose podcast? He, in, in some ways, told me, get over yourself, girl. You need to focus on the things that I am focused on. And if your children aren't good, but you out here publishing podcast episodes, you're out of order. So I said, you're right, God. I'm sorry. And so he just showed me, he said, we can't try and be God because when we do, we end up making mistakes. We end up doing things that cause us to feel depressed because we think, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not acting logically right now. Or, oh, this went left. I didn't expect it going this way. And God says... I will show you which path to take, but you have to pray to him to even ask which path to take so you can make sure that you're going the right way. And I want to stay here too, y'all. Sometimes we think everything good is from God and it's just not. And so we don't pray about stuff because we think, well, surely this is from God. This is a, a God-fearing thing or, you know, oh my gosh, yeah, of, of course this is from God because, you know, I, I prayed about this once and this was the answer that was given to me. And someone once said the devil hears prayers, prayer requests too. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I do know that he knows our tendencies and he knows the things that we desire. And so if we are praying for even for a relationship, right? You're praying for a relationship and then a, a God pops up out of all of a sudden you think, oh my gosh, this is the Lord. I was just praying about him in. Okay, well go and pray some more because just the first guy that comes may not be your husband. And sometimes you may even date them. That's fine. But God may have you date them to learn something, not to marry them. So that was just a little side note. I'm just trusting the Lord on that. I feel like he led me to say that. So I'm just going to trust him in that area. And you just pray on that if that's in your story. Like people say, if, if I'm in your neighborhood, just wave your hand. <laughs> now, uh, the third reason, the last reason for today is that sometimes we feel depressed because we forget that we need God. And the scripture behind this is Isaiah thirty fifteen. It says, for thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved, in quietness and in trust shall be your strength. But you were unwilling. Now, I know for me, sometimes I feel so spiritually strong that I forget 
to look at physical needs. And y'all know I'm always talking about praying and fasting. And um, I don't take the best care of my body sometimes. I don't get the rest that I need in this particular example. And so I find myself snapping off or feeling depressed or whatever. And sometimes God's like, girl, just take a nap. (laughs) Just go to sleep. Like you need to rest. You're not me. Going back to the second example that we gave. It's like, I don't sleep or slumber, but you need to sleep. And I feel like this comes a lot this comes up a lot when it comes to work. And you can even be passionate about what you do. It's not just saying, oh, well, you're a workaholic. You're working hard to get the money. Sometimes you're working hard because you really love what it is that you're doing. But God is saying, okay, but you need to return and rest. I observe the Sabbath every Friday and I don't do work. And there have been some Fridays where I've just been like, okay, God, I know normally I don't work, but I need to really get this project done. And I promise you, it does not fail. I end up having some kind of blow up with my son or some kind of situation where all of a sudden I'm feeling really sad. I'm feeling really depressed. And God will remind me, he said, you are supposed to rest today. We have so many worries and cares that we carry around all day long, all week long. And for me, my Sabbath is my time to just put those things aside, to pray about those things, to bring them before God, or just to spend time with my family, not thinking about work, to color with my sons, to crawl around on the floor with them, whatever the case may be. And when we act like we don't need rest or we don't need a Sabbath, we're saying, okay, well, I'm God. I don't need to rest. And even God rested. Even Jesus, after he would perform miracles, scripture talks about how he would go up to the mountain by himself and he would have time of, of seclusion with God. But we think, oh, we don't need that. You know, that was back then. In scripture, if you read, scripture talks about how the Sabbath was created for our benefit. God doesn't need us to take a Sabbath. We need a Sabbath. And I I feel like the Sabbath also reminds us how much we need God. And it also shows that we trust God. We're saying, hey, God, I'm choosing. It's like giving 10% of your income with tithes. We're saying, hey, God, I know that the world says I got to work all these days in order to get what I need from you. I got to or even just to get what I need in life. But because I trust you, because I trust what your word says, I'm going to choose to only work six days and rest on the seventh day. And your day, your seventh day may be different. Like I said, for me, mine are Fridays. But it's just a constant reminder. I do need God because he, he pours back into me on those days. And I feel like that's why the last few weeks when we held our Bible study on our Instagram on Fridays, they were really powerful because that whole day I'm not working. I'm not thinking about anything typically except for my Bible study that evening. I'm able to meditate on scripture. I'm able to receive the strength that I need. I'm able to remember, God, I do need you. You are the one who supplies for all my needs according to my riches and glory. Not my grind, not my hustle, you. You have to let God meet your need. You have to say, God, I really feel like I need to be at this meeting or this networking event, but I feel like you're calling me to rest. So I'm trusting that you are going to 
prepare a way for me. That you're going to put me in the presence of kings at the proper time. You're going to do it for me, God. I don't have to do it for me. And I know within my specific sphere of ministry, starting with my family, like I was talking about earlier, sometimes I, I try to act like I have this cape. This super mom cape, this super wife cape. And I can do well for a while, but if I'm not properly spending time with God, asking him to guide me throughout the day, then I end up crashing. And it's just not a good thing, y'all. It's not a good thing. Scripture says that we are the apple of God's eye. So for the apple of God's eye, we can trust that we can come to him and ask for what we need. So I've given you the three reasons that may lead us to feeling depressed. Again, going from a spiritual perspective. First, we're not in the will of God. Second, we're trying to be God. Or third, we forget that we need God. Now, if you felt like you resonated with any of these three things, you may say, okay, Brie, what do I do now? First, repent. Either say, God, I'm not in your will right now. I'm sleeping with this person I don't need to be sleeping with. Or I'm drinking and I I know I'm not supposed to be drinking. Or I am pursuing money when I'm supposed to be pursuing you. Whatever the case may be. First, confess. Or say, I'm trying to be you, God. I forgot that I need you, God. Whatever the specific thing is. So first, confess it and repent. Repent means to turn away from it. So don't confess it and then go and do it again. Repent. Turn away from it. Second, reset. Scripture says that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And that for whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I know I have a, a tendency to confess things and then sometimes carry the weight of them around and think, oh my gosh, God, but really I keep failing you. He said, I've forgiven your sins. I've thrown it into the sea of forgetfulness. Like as far as east is from west, that's how far apart you are from your sin. So you need to believe that you're forgiven. And then the last thing is if all else fails, y'all get some rest, take a nap. I saw this thing that was talking about Elijah and it was talking about how he went and he slept for like 40 days and was eaten when the ravens would wake him up and then he would go back to sleep. And and someone said, don't ever underestimate the power of a nap and a snack. We are still physical beings. We, 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 or we, we are spiritual beings, but we still have these physical bodies. And we have to take care of them. We have to make sure that we're eating right. We have to make sure we're exercising. We have to make sure, for me, I feel like I need to start taking a multivitamin because I am lacking in some things and I I do feel kind of shaky sometimes and so that's something that God is convicting me to do is just to take better care of my physical body because sometimes we are feeling depressed or sad or angry because our mind just isn't right because we're not giving it what it needs we're not even if we're in my case I may be praying and fasting and and doing all this stuff but I'm not taking care of my body and so make sure that you are taking care of your body because your body is a temple We want to make sure that we are keeping it in shape for God. So I wanted to close out with a story just about the power of asking for help. Um, There was one particular night where it was with my son. I was just feeling overwhelmed with him. 
And I just I thought to myself, I can't be around him right now. I need someone to take him. So I had asked my mom, and she had some stuff that was going on. I asked my aunt Sandra, and she was sick. And I asked, I just was asking a bunch of people, so can anybody help me? And so my godmother actually ended up being able to watch the boys for me. And I just rem- I was reminded in that moment that yes, I'm a mom, but I'm my father's daughter first. That I'm do- I'm God's daughter first, and He wants to take care of me. Scripture talks about how he longs to be gracious to us. And sometimes we get so hard on ourselves and we think, oh, I should be able to handle this. I should be better than this. I should be farther along than this. God is your father. He wants to take care of you. And so you have to trust him to supply all your needs. And sometimes your needs look like getting rest. Sometimes your needs look like getting something really good to eat. You just, you'd be surprised by the ways that God wants to be gracious to you. And so just pray about those things. I want to pray before we close out. I'll give our scripture and our song for the week. And then I'll share um, just some last action steps. And this is actually our, our last podcast episode for 2019. We're going to, I think I'm going to put up some interviews, but I'm only going to do that if God gives me the grace and the time to edit them. If not, I will see y'all in 2020. That That's something that he really has placed on my heart is that I want to close out this year really being intentional about spending time at his feet, resting, rejuvenating from all the things that I feel like I've poured out this year and just resetting my mind on the things of God. So we, uh, I'm just going to pray right now. Lord God, thank you for this day, God. Thank you for these uh, beautiful men and women who are listening to this podcast, Lord God, people who want deliverance, who want to be set free, Lord God. We know your word says the enemy is defeated by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So I thank you for allowing me share my testimony today, God. I pray that it bless somebody, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you will just speak to people's hearts, that you will show them what deliverance they need, whether they need to be delivered from not being in your will, Lord, if they need to be delivered from the spirit that is trying to be you, Lord, or or if they need to be delivered from forgetting that they need you, Lord. I just pray that you will speak specifically to their situation right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord, I pray that they will know that they are our royalty and they are chosen, Lord God, that you know them by name, Lord God, that that their names are written in the prompt palm of your hand. And so, Lord, I just pray that you will bless them, that you will multiply them in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I just pray your covering and your head of protection around them right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord, I pray for this entire series, Lord. I pray that people connected with it, Lord, that they felt freedom from it, Lord God. And I just pray, Lord, if there's somebody who listened to all of these and they feel like they still need help, that you would give them the courage that they need to seek counseling or therapy, Lord, for you to remove that shame, Lord God, that stigma, Lord God, around mental health, Lord God, especially in the black community, Lord. And that you will show them that this is a resource for them, Lord. That there are Christian counselors, Christian therapists, Lord. The same way that there are Christian doctors, Lord God. So I just pray that they will treat this as another part of their mind, Lord. Lord, we love you. We praise you for all the things you're doing, seen and unseen. And I just pray that you will bless us, multiply us, and keep our focus on you as we prepare to enter into 2020. Lord, we love you and praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, yeah, y'all. Okay, I'm glad I prayed because God just told me to share the verse of the week and the song of the week, and that's going to be it. So verse of the week is First Peter 2 and 9, for you are chosen people, a, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you would declare the praises of the one who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And the song of the week is Out of Hiding by Stephanie Gretzinger. So y'all, I love you so much. I love you so dearly. I just pray God's blessings upon you. Make sure you're staying connected with us on our email list, blackgirlsofpurpose.org slash join. And I won't even be sending out another email till 2020 but you can still go ahead and get connected with us follow us on instagram won't be on there until 2020 but you can still follow us at black girls of purpose and you can follow me personally at the black girl of purpose but most importantly y'all follow christ 
you don't have a relationship with him, I encourage you to get a relationship with him. And, and it's really simple. Admit that you are a sinner and that you need God to save your sins or and believe that he died on the cross for your sins and that he was raised again. Confess him as Lord over your life. It's that simple, sis. So I love you and I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing through the people listening to this. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.